0: This is the Media Week Industry Podcast from the people at mediaweek.com.au.
1: Welcome to a new Media Week Podcast. We're going to be talking advertising and subscription TV today. Special guest, Mark Frayne, Chief Executive Officer, MCN. Welcome, Mark. Thank you. Now, for people who don't know, and I'm sure there's very few, Mark, what is MCN? MCN.
0: Yeah, I mean, MCN's the sales representation company for um, Foxtel. Um, All of its media assets, whether they be linear broadcast channels or digital platforms such as Foxtel Go, Foxtel Now, uh, and increasingly on the back of kind of KO Sports. We also represent um, a number of other media items, um, more recently in the digital out-of-home area, but the focus is really around um, Foxtel, its partner channels and devices.
1: Yeah. Now, Your business has changed a fair bit, hasn't it? Like a lot of media agencies, you've sort of been going through, you know, tweaking your model. Um, Your representation's changed for a while. They used to look after Network 10 ad sales as well.
0: That's right. I mean, MCN's gone through its own transformation in the last 12 months based on the decision from CBS to bring sales in-house, which was uh, not entirely a surprise, but certainly gave MCN the opportunity to kind of recreate and redefine its business.
1: Yeah, And I guess it's a smaller company in terms of personnel now than you were at at your biggest?
0: Yeah, I mean, we were pushing kind of 500 people uh, when we had 10 on board and probably going into FY20 will be around about uh, 280 people. Um, But that's kind of smaller, but still representing and driving top line revenue of over 500 million, which kind of I think in the grand scheme of things, is a still a pretty sizable business.
1: That's a fair bit of coin. Um, tell me, so you've been there for a while, haven't you?
0: Yeah, well, I've been at MCN for um, over 12 years. I started in the creative and integration team and then gradually kind of worked my way through the business, taking over the CEO role um, pretty much 12 months ago.
1: Now, you're hanging on to that British accent, mate. You're not going to let that go. Did you work in the media in the UK before you came out?
0: Yeah, I had a, a number of roles, um, ironically, in, in journalism to begin with, um, into agency land, into media-owned land, into consultant, consultancy land. So I kind of worked across all facets uh, of the area, then probably found my uh, true homecoming getting into sales.
1: Right. Okay. Now, tell me, if it... With, do you call this sort of MCN 2.0 or something, or what? Are you The new MCN, yeah, or are there I any mean, sort of buzz phrases?
0: Yeah, I mean, we've been working through um, internally as MCN 2.0 uh-huh. as we evolve and adapt to the changing needs of the market. I mean, one thing that probably hasn't changed over the, the last ten years or so is the is the structure of MCN. So clearly, with the decision of 10, um, could have gone down two ways. Could have just Kept the same structure and made it smaller all really decided to look at it look at it and work out number one where we could be more efficient and then two where we could be more valuable in the eyes of our partners being both agencies and advertisers
1: to me, you've always been very close to foxtel obviously but to me it seems that the relationships even maybe stronger now than it that it ever was of course there's a new chief executive at foxtel uh, patrick delaney i think he's also the chairman of MCN. So is that sort of right? You work maybe closer than you ever
0: have? Yeah, I've never seen a closer relationship with um, Foxtel. I mean, clearly their own ownership structure has changed with the merger of Foxtel and Fox Sports coming together um, over a year ago. And I've got to say, and I've said this a number of times, the the support from Foxtel to Driver a new era and a new agenda for the MCM business has has never been greater. So yeah, there's there's enormous connection between the two, um, and there's enormous ambition between the two to drive growth moving forward.
1: Lots of speculation, of course, and some of it unfounded. Maybe that you know about Foxtel, its future. How, how's that model going to work? The is there any with Has Patrick Delaney brought in much of a different sort of strategy, much of a different thinking about, about um, how much advertising the platform should carry and what forms it should be in? I don't think, I don't think
0: there's any um, significant kind of uh, changes overall in terms of advertising, but certainly what Patrick has charged me with is looking to create different ad models and different formats on the basis that we've got over three million kind of paying subscribers and therefore they're probably uh, it's worth treating them with more respect when it comes to commercial outcomes and advertising impact so across the linear channel base we've looked to reduce ad loads on content such as premium drama i mean you take the the spectacle that was kind of game of thrones we We didn't pack that with 13 or 14 minutes of ad content and for for very obvious reasons. And we're taking a a similar decision on other premium drama across the platform. Clearly sport, we don't interrupt kind of live play, but we do a lot of new innovation and integration in and around that kind of content. So yeah, we're we're working harder to create a better advertising experience for the Foxtel customer.
1: And I'm guessing advertisers would be on board with that because they don't want any negative pushbacks. When you do watch a premium drama, there is an expectation, isn't there, that there'll be less interruptions, if none at all?
0: Yeah, 100%. And I think if we get that right, the benefit for both the Foxtel customer and the advertiser um, is a significant one. That, That equity of providing them, number one, great content through amazing technology, and then not interrupting them kind of continually, but providing them with relevant, contextual messages through that kind of content,
1: um, I think, can work. Yeah, I I thought it was very clever the way you handled that last season of uh, Game of Thrones. You sort of packed ads at the start, but I was happy with that because I knew, okay, it gives me a couple of minutes to make sure I'm all okay, ready to go. And and it reinforced to me that there'd be no interruption Mm -hmm. during the program.
0: Yeah, you're seeing that across uh, multiple platforms. I mean, for for those of us that have been on a plane recently to watch some of the movies on Qantas flying back to uh, the motherland of the UK, for me personally, there's, there's you get the disclaimer. There's one or two mm. minutes of content before the movie kind of kicks in and you're kind of engaged and you're kind of watching that. So, yeah, that's the way of the future.
1: And is, is that sort of um, general program sponsorship, are they more of a thing now than they, they maybe used to be where an advertiser can come along and actually sponsor a program?
0: Um, They are. I'd probably say it's going beyond that. I think we're we're looking beyond a program into major franchises. I mean, you look at Fox Cricket as a major franchise to get a partner um, involved, integrated into the fabric of that show. I look at other examples, take um, Lifestyle as a brand. I think it's how do we not only integrate them into the key temples across the year, but how do we weave them into the fabric of that brand? So I think you'll see a lot more... Um, opportunity and a lot more effort from both Foxtel and MCN about how do we weave brands into those major franchises across the
1: Foxtel platform. Does any content ever come along with sort of restrictions on how you can monetize the the airtime either during it or before and after it? Um,
0: the kind of, Based on us being self-regulated, it's really down to us in terms of how we want to treat that. Okay. What we have set up, though, is a, a set of um, disciplines around ad loads for various types of content so we've we've inbuilt a layer of protection on that basis
1: okay the um now you you announced something recently the 6 second ad initiative i think you you called it now 6 second ads have been a bit of a thing on video maybe youtube for a while haven't they they've proven quite effective we haven't seen much of it on sort of linear television though have we
0: no i mean i think there's i mean defining something kind of new and media-first is not what this is about. There's no doubt there's been short breaks, there's been short ads in the, in the future, um, but none of those have really turned it into a scalable product. So what we're looking to do with six-second ads, um, as I said previously, is number one, provide some equity and a better experience back to the viewer, but provide that six-second six ad experience at scale across the entire
1: Foxtel platform. So that's what we're looking to do moving forward. Has there been much? Because you announced this a little while ago, has there been much interest from, from
0: clients?
1: Uh, enormous, yeah, enormous. I mean, how do we
0: get involved? Um, uh, what is the scale of the opportunity? So, part of that was to trial, trial it, and build up the demand. And on those two metrics, it's gone very well. So, we'll look to expand that offering and announce more in the in the coming weeks.
1: I guess we won't see that in during play, though. Still, will that still be a sacrosanct area in yeah, sports? Yeah, yeah, I don't think we. And we want to, and I don't think we kind of need to. Mm-hmm. I think
0: the success that we've had with Fox Footy, the success we have with the NRL, and obviously most recently with kind of Fox Cricket, proves that the appetite from advertisers
1: doesn't need to be the full interruption model. Right. Okay. And do they do they need to be just isolated as one, six second, or can you have a few back-to-back? What yeah, works best there?
0: Yeah, we, we, we've looked at a number of options and um, we'll continue to trial, I suppose, what the the maximum amount um, is in that area. But I think, yeah, two or three six-second ads ensuring the kind of content is is impactful um, can work just as well.
1: Sure. KO has been one of the big growth areas for Foxtel in terms of uh, attracting new customers. Uh, $25 a month for virtually all, all the sports channels, both the Foxtel-owned channels and the ones they have channel agreements with, like uh, ESPN, uh, BN Sports, stuff like that seems to be going very well. The we, first audience update was 100,000. It seemed to soon double to 200,000. I think probably half a million will be their next big target perhaps and you wouldn't be surprised to hear them get there sometime this year. Are there ways advertisers can get involved and reach those KO audiences? Yes,
0: there are. Uh, and to your point, I mean, yeah, uh, KO is a enormously successful and amazing um, product, number one, in the eyes of the customer. And one thing that has been built in from the outset is advertising kind of capability. So already there's a handful of... Tiles, sponsorship kind of tiles that exist across content on that platform, and then as we move into um, the end of June and certainly into the next financial year, we'll be building capability to dynamically insert ads into that kind of content. So, it's one of the great things about kind of Ko, the platform and the innovation that built it from scratch, um, advertising was part of that journey from from the outset. So, we are looking forward to unveil a number of kind of products with Ko moving forward.
1: Now, this would be like a dream come true for Mark Frame, wouldn't it, mate? The old, the multi-screen capabilities of K.O. You can watch three or four ads at once, mate. You can... (laughs)
0: Oh, mate, it's a utopia. It's absolutely <laughs> utopia. I mean, uh, uh, multi-screen, uh, different ads, different households, different people. Um, it's the journey we're on. So yeah, KO brings all of my dreams
1: together in one place. <laughs> the, um, I've asked Patrick Delaney about this in the past, and he said it was coming. You might have an update for us. Is this something Foxtel viewers on maybe smart TVs could do soon, maybe have that multiple um, screens running? I
0: think all of that is um, possible in the future, um, certainly now sitting at close proximity to the, the level and speed of product development at Foxtel right now on both the set-top box and devices um, such as Go, um, such as Foxtel now, and as we mentioned, kind of K.O., yeah, I think that the capability is only going to increase rapidly. So I think we're going to see some
1: really exciting announcements from Foxtel in the coming months. Okay, well, let's not preempt anything then, Mark. The... Um Now, it makes obvious sense for sport, doesn't it? So you can be monitoring a couple of games at the same time, but also for things like news, if you want to pop a news channel up in the corner while there's a drama on or an entertainment program, I think there would be lots of um, attraction about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you imagine that technology in play um, just through the election we've just seen, it would have been fascinating to uh, watch the different feeds of kind of coverage coming through a multi-screen offering. But let's not forget, it's been around for some time. I remember... Uh, well, the old
1: day was PNP or Picture in Picture originally, wasn't it? But it yeah. disappeared for a while.
0: Yeah, it did. And I, I think back to uh, content such as The Simpsons. I mean, mm. um, Foxtel would give you, a, uh, through Fox 8, a choice of your favourite episodes and you could pick sure. one of the four. So mm. that technology's been there. Um, I think now the, the usage and the value that it can provide to both the customer and the advertiser has probably gone up significantly.
1: Yeah, I think Sky News did it for a while too. they call it? Multiview? Multiview, yeah, that's right. Yep, yeah, yep. and they ran news to be able to watch your um, – I think they had four sc- – no, actually, they had about eight at one stage, didn't they? Different like,
0: states, different yeah. areas,
1: yeah. It used to be one of the few ways you could watch your um, Sky News UK, I remember, before it had its own dedicated channel. I'm, no. I'm Gle- a big fan of um, Sky News UK channel. They glued are, to it, James, glued to it. <laughs> they do a good job. Um, the ways MCN earns its money, so there's the traditional ad spot – there's sort of sponsorship opportunities. Is integration much of a thing, and is it growing? And how big a important part of your revenue is it?
0: Yeah, I mean integration is a, a vital part of the business, um, as we as we spoke about earlier. Based on that, we don't carry the same volume um, of advertising as um, the other free-to-air networks, um, and we won't do, clearly kind of moving forward. So we've got to be much more smarter and targeted about how we do drive revenue. That comes through um, integration, as we were saying earlier, not just in kind of programs, but weaving brands um, through overall channel franchises. And I think probably increasingly um, the the war chest of data that Foxtel's sitting on, um, that's a, an enormous opportunity for both the MCN and Foxtel business.
1: With technology, I'm thinking it's probably mostly applicable to sport. You know, you see logos on sporting fields and all stuff like that. Does Do you add any of that stuff ever or is that... Is that does that help? And elsewhere down the pipeline, before it gets to to Australia.
0: Yeah, I mean, it it is possible. Um, we don't kind of do anything per se in, in this market, though. Interestingly, on the point of digital out of home, we, we have been um, approached, and it's a it's a really interesting area for us to explore. If Fox Sports is pointing the cameras uh, to the content and to the um, the sporting field, and we work with. Uh, the signage and the digital technology around the field—it could be a really compelling opportunity moving forward. So, um, we're exploring what that might look like in the future, but it's not something that we're embedding in the content right now ourselves.
1: Okay, because I mean, if you look at um, Fox League or Fox Footy, they do some interesting things with the score, which you think—you know—have people walking on top of ingoos. How do they, how do they do that sort of stuff? And then in the World Cup at the moment, on the. Fox Cricket, some really interesting stuff about those field placements. How they're sort of, you know, putting a name beside all the fielders on those wide shots, which is technology I haven't seen
0: before. Oh, again, in terms of the value going back to the Foxtel customer and and sport fans, kind of generally. I mean, it's it's the stuff you want to see. I mean, you're you're watching the screen, you're not sure who's fielding, who's fielding down in fine leg, who's in the covers, mm-hmm. and up comes a name. I mean, it's it's just brings you closer and closer to the content.
1: The I'm imagining Fox Sports would be the biggest single contributor in terms of revenue, if, if you look across genres across some um, Fox, the Foxtel channels. Uh, well, in... Not or shouldn't in, we discount the
0: others? Yeah, I think the... They all contribute? Yeah, I mean, the, the value of the Foxtel proposition to the advertiser is the aggregation of all those kind of channels and across Foxtel networks, with the likes of Fox 8 kind of lifestyle TV One Hits, you've got some really big brands and big channels there that carry enormous volume of spot and sponsorship advertising. So um, no doubt Fox Sports is a standalone channel and channels is a big part of it, but there's a lot of other channels across the platform that make up our overall revenue pie.
1: Do you think... um... Free to air TV would would sell more ads, generate more revenue than Foxtel, obviously, based on audience. But do you think um, advertisers r- really see the need for Foxtel? And do you offer them much they can't get elsewhere?
0: Yeah, I, I think they they definitely do. I mean, I think one of the the biggest strengths of the the Foxtel platform is the value of that customer. Um, you've got a commitment from. Consumers that are investing money to watch that kind of content. And from there, obviously, all the traits of high disposable income kind of car ownership. They're real big spenders on pretty much everything. They are probably the most valuable kind of sector of the Australian population. So on that level, I think any business wants to speak to their most valuable kind of customers. And I think Foxtel certainly has that audience. And secondly, you look at the penetration of Foxtel. Yes, it's not in 100% of homes, but it's penetration in Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane, which are the three most expensive media markets. If you get a natural upweight in those markets from buying a national signal for Foxtel, then why wouldn't you? I mean, Mm. I'd argue pretty strongly that Foxtel should be first on the media plan, given the value of that audience and their penetration. So, yeah, I think they, they do see the value of that. And going back to what we discussed before, on top of that, they see the value and respect we're treating our own customers in terms of um, less advertising and new ways of advertising, i.e. Fox cricket and what we've done with other sporting codes. Do
1: you compete pretty fiercely in the marketplace with the 7, 9 and 10? I mean, do they, they'd they be going up to advertisers and saying, look, you don't, you don't need to go to Foxtel. Look, this is their market share. This is what we can do for you. I mean, is there a bit of that going on?
0: Well, I think the, the industry's packed full of, Um, competition, which makes us all better at kind of what we do. And I think any media company will walk in to an advertiser or an agency and probably turn around and say, you don't need their competitor, we can fix everything. Now, I think given the changes that are going on within the industry, not just for television across the board, um, the proliferation of audiences, you certainly need more media players to deliver that kind of critical rigs reach you just got to get the right mix mm. um and i'd go back to the point of how valuable key audience are. and make sure you get that done first
1: more viewers are watching on demand is that happening on foxtel
0: yeah 100 percent. i mean i uh, we've seen that The success of kind of Game of Thrones, I want to keep going back to that Mm. because that is a a global phenomenon of of a piece of content. But even uh, most recently, I was looking at some of the data the Foxtel team provided in the last few days about Chernobyl as a piece of content. Well, it's it's new
1: if all of a sudden you've got something to rival
0: it in terms of critical standing. It's the kind of sleeper hit of Mm. this year, and you're seeing that in the VPM numbers sit in the top three or four, and that's competing against uh, content on the free-to-air platform. So yes is the answer in terms of consumption of on-demand. And secondly, from an advertising perspective, we'll do what we're doing across the platform and that's providing a better av- advertising experience. So that won't be loaded with ads. It'll be done subtly and smartly.
1: So if I'm, does that hurt your revenues if more people watch on-demand? So I'm certainly seeing less commercial messages if I watch on-demand. Well, I think what
0: we're seeing, and it's certainly been the trends that we see now the markets, are um, always kind of point to sky because it's the obvious one is a lot of the growth in on-demand um content and streaming has been additive to linear so we're seeing it as a i mean foxtel customers are watching more of our content just on different devices what we're doing right now is playing catch up with the ad model so we can monetize that audience
1: what sort of things should we watch out for that uh, we'd notice that do you think
0: In terms of the new ad models? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned dynamic ad insertion on kind of KO, we've talked about the six-second ads. I think the the on-demand experience is one that we need to tread very carefully on. Mm. So you're not going to see that interspersed with multiple 15, 30-second ads. Again, I think the opportunity to do something smart with 15s or six-second ads is probably the way we'll approach
1: that moving forward. So I think there's an anticipation the viewer has, isn't there, that it's going to be a less interrupted experience because it it can be unpleasant sometimes watching on 10 play, uh, 7 plus or 9 now, the way you've got to sit through some of those ad breaks. Yeah, I mean, I I don't watch those platforms, so uh, I'll take your guidance on that. (laughs) Yeah, no, it is. It's, uh, it's a bit jarring because because you're in that on-demand space, you just feel like it's going to be better than, than if, as you're watching live and, you know, sitting through it in well, real time. sure,
0: if you, if you kind of believe, well, two things, that Netflix has set that kind of benchmark, um, certainly, but it's also provided the opportunity that unquestionably kind of uh, people are willing to pay for content, which is why kind of
1: Foxtel's got a, a strong future. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned before did you digital out of home you said what is that
0: yeah so we've um again we look at new business on two fronts really strategic benefit to the core foxtel business and uh, unquestionably foxtel is a big digital out of home spender so if we can partner um with the right assets to provide opportunities back to foxtel that makes um enormous kind of sense and secondly, if there's an opportunity to extend what we do on television into digital out of home, um, that also provides a really interesting
1: proposition for our partners. So, what sort of properties would you have? Would yeah. you, have you, what's an example of?
0: Yeah, I mean, so we've been working with um, Vicinity um, in terms of some of their key retail spaces. Okay. And had a so retail? Yeah, a long-term content arrangement of pushing the Foxtel content out into those kind of screens. And that's a it's an interesting opportunity in itself. You look at um, the main digital out-of-pla digital out-of-home players, they're all investing in kind of content to improve the digital out-of-home experience. Clearly, Foxtel comes with a war chest of content. So if we're able to improve the digital out-of-home advertising experience, through a combination of kind of content and commercial assets, seems like a smart play.
1: Really two big players there now, JC Decoe and um, Omedia. Have you been talking to those guys?
0: Uh, Talk to them them as kind of colleagues. (laughs) Um, Again, I think the interesting area for us moving forward is the innovation that Foxtel is bringing um, to the advertising business with MCN allows us to work with a multitude of new business partners um, and some of those will likely be new digital assets certainly, Um, maybe uh, a number of kind of um, app based businesses that really lend themselves to the connected TV space. So it's really about what makes strategic sense not only for how we're working with Foxtel and all of our partner channels um, but also really adds something to the MCM business and the overall asset base that we've
1: got. So you're probably more likely to go on screens where you'd control the content and share the ad revenue with whoever supplied the screen. hundred percent I mean yeah. uh, MCN since
0: its inception has always been a video and screen based business, and I don't see that
1: don't see that changing right, okay, okay um data what are you doing with data and what's your roadmap there for sort of for for you guys and I guess there's a benefit there for the viewers too 100% uh,
0: uh firstly i call it data uh maybe that's just <laughs> my kind of heritage but um yeah i think data's got two levels i think every media owner in the marketplace now rocks up with data capability i think now that's kind of a prerequisite as part of the conversation But from a MCN and Foxtel perspective, I don't think many kind of media companies can turn up with 3 million plus subscribers um, across kind of linear broadcast, across IP, and really kind of work with advertisers in a significantly different way, leveraging the power of broadcast kind of television. We just know so much about our subscribers. So that is a a major opportunity for the MCM business that we're looking at right now about how do we match set-top box data with Foxtel Go, with Foxtel Now and increasingly kind of KO and that tells two things, a great story about how the content's being absorbed across those platforms and also going back to what we were saying before, gives advertisers that critical reach on different platforms.
1: MCN used to be known for its very unique way of handling upfront events. I think for, must have been half a dozen years, maybe more, a decade, you'd rent a property then you'd have maybe in a, a market like Sydney, you might have 30 different days of um, events and go agency by agency, you know, buying groups, maybe big clients and talk about what you're doing. You've really overturned that lately, haven't you? And you've actually got it your own venue now. Um, tell us a little bit about what what's Foxtel and Oxford and what are your plans?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's one thing we've always set our um, kind of journey on is being different in that front. So yeah, the home fronts, it was like the endless summer um, when we used to <laughs> go down that path. Um, but worked, worked brilliantly and certainly were very, very different. Uh, the Foxtel and Oxford um, idea and piece was really about chatting to a number of our kind of partners on How quickly they make media decisions, how quickly they kind of change and how much flexibility they need. So we felt as a business that just through one night only wouldn't be enough. Now unquestionably, all media companies are chatting to their clients across the year, but I think the opportunity to chat to them in a very different way and in a different space that does two things. Foxtel and Oxford provides the opportunity to entertain our clients. through the power of the content across the year. And the other second part is the technology that can really educate them on different ways to connect with our customers, which are ultimately their kind of customers as well. So it just provides a really unique opportunity for certainly the MCN staff to engage with their kind of clients, but I think really allows us to tell the ongoing Foxtel story day in, day out in a different space that's not a boardroom.
1: So it's um, it's a form of cinema, isn't it? On in uh, Oxford Street in Paddington in Sydney, you've refitted it out. It's very smart. Seems a lot. I've I got in to see the um, Big Little Lies preview just a week ago, and um, you feel like you're sitting in gold class almost. The, sun, the seats are very comfortable. It's quite a lot of leg room. It's very luxurious, Mark. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it is,
0: uh, and it's got to represent the Foxtel business, which is a kind of premium content business, and as I said, is driving the a great technology agenda with its customers. So when we went about this journey, we had to make sure that we ticked over, ticked all of those kind of boxes. And I mean, we've done numerous events already in the last kind of couple of weeks, and the the feedback has been. Um, we're always confident it was going to be good, but I think it's been. Off the charts, and we, we've set ourselves the target, or I've set the team the target that every event that we do has to be different to the last. We've got to continue okay. to add value to our partners, and um, so far we're doing a brilliant job
1: of that. So, you won't just use it as a screening room? Right? No, I think I, that'll it, be an important part of it, yeah. No but doubt. it'll be different but screenings chill. done different ways, yes. Yeah, okay, well, that's good. Look, um, before I let you go, just tell me a little bit about the rest of this year. Do you think we'll see? Much initiatives um, being announced, do you think? And then give me a bit of a longer-term view about how you think TV might be changing for us.
0: Yeah, I think you, you will see a, a lot announced, uh, not only from MCM, but the broader sector. Um, we've touched on kind of data. I think there'll be significant developments in the data space individually and clearly as an industry. Um, with VOS and the work we're doing with Think TV, we're going to um, push the agenda from a television perspective kind of certainly. Uh, close to home with Fox, MCN across July, August, you'll see a very busy period um, from us in terms of what we announced going into the back half, not just in content, um, but also new ad models that we're going to bring to the market. And then I think um, longer term, I think what everyone is looking forward to is on the back of a majority government, we'll see greater consistency, more stability, And hopefully see some of those categories that have been challenged like auto and finance really kind of come back in the next 12 or 18 months. Um, I think those two categories um, themselves have often been the categories that have pushed the agenda in terms of innovation and integration. So um, as an example, I think we all want to see a stronger advertising market, which will only allow us to do um, better,
1: more innovative work. Yeah, auto and finance, two critical parts of the, uh, the economy, aren't they? And I guess if any of those companies want a faster turnaround, they, the CEO should ring you and you can look after them, right? You'll put them onto the right people? I'm calling them most weeks. <laughs> it is. Yeah, well, hopefully that outlook is, is, is going to be good there. Um, Mark, look, that's uh, fascinating. Look, great to get you in here. Good to hear a fair bit about uh, MCN, um, what TV's doing. You mentioned then um, Voz. So that's, I think, all the broadcasters have talked about not having so much uh, of an emphasis on the overnight numbers, but trying to get a, a better grasp of of how people are viewing TV. Um, do you think we'll see less of less about over, overnight numbers and more about total audiences in the in the near future?
0: I, I think we'll see both. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the, the The drug of overnights is a uh, be hard to get off. Well, it? hard yeah, hard to get off, and I still think for many of those advertisers that are looking for as close to real-time performance of... People in retail,
1: things like that. Yeah, I
0: mean, it's still a vital part of the currency for <laughs> them. But I think in terms of the success of the content that we're all involved in kind of producing and kind of publishing, the total audience kind of story really does define how great that kind of content is, irrespective of what platform it's being distributed on.
1: Yeah. All right, good stuff. Mark Frain. many thanks.
0: Absolute pleasure, James. Thank you.